Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the 90s, the 80s. Hey, Max. Hi. Today we're talking about Ace Ventura. Yes, we are. That's why I'm wearing this getup. Max, start off. Give Give me the line that I told you to give me. Listen, pet dick, how would you like me to make your life a living hell? Well, I'm not really ready for a relationship, Lois, but thank you for asking. Hey, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. Your number is still 911. Alrighty then. <laughs> I did it out of order, but that's fine. Is this your heat? Is this your. Is this, I, don't yeah. know. I really do love this movie. This is a top 10 movie for you. Right? I have an unhealthy affection for this movie. How much did you quote it? And well, how- no, 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 you can't even go there because okay. that is that is actually the core of okay. my argument for yeah. why this movie is so important. So let's. Well, hold on. First of all, let's. Yeah. Let's soak up. How yeah. you look. I look great. Like a mag- I feel like a like, pirate. Like a magnificent parakeet. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I almost too. didn't make it to the show today. Why did you not make it to the show? Uh today? so my cell phone, uh, when I was driving here, like I started and it said SOS on the side. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it means I can't call. Yeah, it means that you're not receiving any signal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I tried calling you, I tried calling Selena. Uh I didn't know how to get here. <laughs> <sighs> So I pulled over on the side of the road and like typed into the GPS thing, but I wasn't sure about it. And I, yeah, got, I mean, you had no, you couldn't even like get started getting here no, without the GPS. No. <laughs> and Dude, what are you doing with yourself? A lot. We're getting married. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Can we talk about your outfit? Yeah. You I'm, look magnificent. Thank you. This I, is, I forgot the pirate pants. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it. You look good. You Do you look know good. why he dressed like this? Again, I told you we're going to get to all of it. Just take a deep breath. Okay. I'm going to murder you. Sorry. God, it's like heat. This is like how you were last week. No, heat. You're all amped up. I'm very relaxed. The last one took a lot out of me. I slept for 12 hours. I after believe it. Well, that's hours. the most work you've done in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Max, compliments <laughs> of our friends and our sponsors at 80stees.com. I am wearing the Ray Finkel football camp shirt. I love this shirt. Are the way. laces out? Always, Max. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And uh, on top of our sponsors, I have to mention to subscribe, follow, do all that jazz. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review. YouTube. Top 25 in North American film reviews. Let's keep it going. We're, we're the best. Yeah. Uh, and YouTube is where the magic happens. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you want to see Mo wearing his Ray Finkel shirt and Max dressed head to toe as Ace Ventura. Well, not head because I'm well, balding. Yeah, you are balding. Jim has a great head he of has hair. A great mane. Uh, yeah. But if you want to see it, you got to go to <laughs> YouTube.com at Buzz in the Tower. That's also our handle for all social media, TikTok, all that jazz. BuzzinTheTower.com is the website. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower, where you can make small donations to support the Ace Ventura Pet Detective Fund. Yeah, it's like 28 bucks for a year. And that's, and we, that's we sh- such a deal. We shout you out. Yeah. I'll do other stuff. I'll do weird stuff. Max will do anything you want for money. I'll mow your lawn. He is, a, he is a whore. Yeah. You are, by all accounts, a whore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Is yeah. that offensive to sex workers? Because I also feel like you're too lazy to be a whore. <laughs> uh, webcam girl. I was... <laughs> Never mind. What? Nothing. I was going to say something horrifically inappropriate. <laughs> but I held myself back. All righty then. So, how many, we, we, should get, we should get a ticker. Yeah. Coster, I want a ticker of how many times I say, all righty then. You're That's on three. three. We're yeah. on three. Yeah. And we'll just float that up as a graphic. That'll yeah. be fun. That'll be fun. Max. Yes. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I always do this. I should like pull up my notes before we actually start <laughs> and tell you what this movie's about. How do you describe a movie like this? How do you give a synopsis? It's actually it? got a good plot. So it's Why like, don't you read it since I don't have my notes up in front of uh, me? A goofy detective specializing in animals goes in search of a missing mascot of the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And it's got kind of a little bit of like a 1940s film noir, like kind of a hard-boiled detective, but in a very silly way. You really love animals, don't you, Max? Yeah. When it's cold enough. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the that nice ticker thing, is going to get up there, my friend. So this movie was supposed to be about a bumbling buffoon of a pet detective. Mm-hmm. And when Carrie signed on, it he was like, it's got to be zany. Yeah. But I want him to be really good at his job. And that's important because the thing is, every SNL movie that's failed didn't do what Ace Ventura did, which make the guy leaned in. Well, no, that, but make the guy good at his job and like actually like kind of you understand and like yeah. you're like okay, he really does enjoy himself. Did we? I I don't remember if we talked about this because we talk on we've done three years worth of episodes. So yes, I, I often forget what we have and have not discussed. The the Don Quixote, Sancho Panda, whatever the guy's name is, the the buffoonish hero, yeah. who stumbles his way. This isn't that no, because he's actually brilliant. Yeah, like and and like, uh, ha, yeah. Ha, we'll get to that. We'll get to everything. The demons <laughs> have been exercised. You know that's from right? Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist. I had yeah. a YouTube uh, clip showing the uh, two together. Oh yeah, who did it best? I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that TikTok that you threw together. I'm looking for Ray Finkel <laughs> and a clean pair of shorts. God, it's so good. <laughs> so good. So this is basically wait. How, how, slow down. No, no. Slow down. What? This is Don't a small you dare. throwaway Don't thing. You dare. The way that we quoted the Chappelle show in yeah. the 2000s, like, I'm Rick James. That was, this, what the, this is that movie for the 90s. I agree. Let me even take a step back behind that. Okay. At Max, of all the things that have happened in, in my life, I draw the most confusion from one thing. Confusion? Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why In Living Color went away. In Living Color, uh, hear me out. Okay. I'm hot take. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a hot take. In Living Color, better than Saturday Night Live. Yeesh. Uh, it's close. No, it's not close. I think this is generational. If you're my age, so you you missed. I did miss it. The 80s Saturday Night Live, w- which was unfiltered garbage. Yeah. Like, it was garbage. What about okay? the Eddie Murphy years? Didn't he carry him? Yeah, but th- there's this whole block of time where okay. you had Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall, so before, John Lovitz. Before the Chris Farley, David yeah, Spade, it was Dana Carvey. Not good. It was okay. bad. Okay. And maybe because of that, yeah. it just, the taste in my mouth, right? Yeah. But it opened a window of discontent and then you get into the 90s you get mad tv yep. which uh, mad tv was i love mad tv i do too yeah. and i love no the, uh, and, stop uh, it i don't want to <laughs> there's some gold in there right Look especially especially will sasso and uh, uh terrible friends the asian guy whose name i skip every time oh bobby get, lee bobby lee yeah. bobby lee and will sasso yeah. are he's looking like a man he, amazingly yeah. funny stuff but let me go go put that to the side Kay. for a second i don't want to I, I need you to <laughs> In Living Color was absolutely incredible. Fire Marshal Bill. What you gonna do, buddy? Fire Marshal. <laughs> I mean, like, so even Fire Marshal Bill aside, I remember when, I mean, there would be no Jim Carrey without In Living Color. You think so? I his think 80s he- career was, his his film career was somewhat irrelevant. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm, t- this is, I am the consumer. Yeah. I am the core demographic <laughs> and consumer of Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yeah. So, like, this is my era, right? Yeah. I, I grew up with him. Mm. I watched him go from, like, Pet Detective to The Truman Show. Yeah. Like, I've been along for the ride, okay? Everyone did. Everyone did. But, I mean, yeah. I was, I was really there. I, we would go to school. Yeah. And we would talk about In Living Color. We'd be like, oh, my God, did you see Jim Carrey imitate Vanilla Ice and do a spoof dance of him last night? Yeah. Oh, my God, Handyman. By the way, 
the most inappropriate stuff that you could never get away with today was on that show. Overtly gay man. Uh, not just oh. not just that, but like the handicapped yeah. superhero. Yeah. And, and but it never felt like it was punching down. Mm. But I mean, I get it. I mean, even Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, right? With like a lot of the trans issues that are going on right now. Like, yeah, but it's problematic. They're not negative about why the person became. Well, I I guess I mean the spitting that everyone does. I right? under- I understand, and I'm not I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about the movie, and I'm not making too many excuses for it. But it's problematic. Yeah. But look. I also remember we had those. It's none of your damn business. <laughs> How about some gum? And I'll ask you to mind your business. But like, think about it. We had two lovely ladies do our spotlight. Yep. From a podcast, it's escaping my mind. A couple of years ago, and I listened to a couple of their podcasts, and they they grappled with loving John Hughes movies, loving Sixteen Candles, loving The Breakfast Club, but also having to reconcile that they were like really problematic. Themes of like misogyny, rape, racism, like these things were commonplace. And I just think at some point, like we're doing in our podcast, it's acceptable to at least acknowledge it. But like, I'm not going to throw away the work of every film that was made in the 80s and 90s because of its inappropriateness. Yeah. Right. It's not like we're reviewing like Hitler's greatest hits today on Buzz in the Tower. You know, I mean, that's another. That's a great. Yeah, that's we probably shouldn't do that. Joseph Goebbels work. Oh, Gerbils. Is that his name? Gerbils. It's Gerbils. It wasn't gerbils. Richard Gere? I wanted to screw it. Oh, jeez. See, now that's offensive. No, it's not. Do you know, I heard the real story behind that is that- um, He's pretty mad about it. He was a prick, and nobody nobody liked him, and (laughs) and somebody put a thumbtack on his, like, seat. Yeah. So like it like pierced his anus and he had to go to the doctor and they false spread this rumor about all that just to like ruin his name. It hasn't really hurt his career very much, but it's somewhat embarrassing. I, I feel like you carry with you a few stories like that. No. Well, I don't call you liquor closet max for nothing. <laughs> the uncomfortable this is to our fans, you have to follow us on YouTube because these moments where your eyes gloss over and you're like, stop the story. Yeah. Stop it right now. Which I, of course, will. Yeah. I'm a respectful guy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, pet detective. <laughs> but that's, uh, going back to In Living Color, he had, so. I mean, and the Waynes brothers and like, yeah. and all of them, you know, Tommy Davidson Jr., is that right? Uh, Yeah, you're right. And uh, Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Elvi- was- Elvira. Yeah. Oh, they were all so, I think it was Elvira. They were all so good. So anyways, you, I, I remember, you know, I'm watching this show and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, whatever Jim Carrey does, I'm there. Like I, he was the, uh, they were all great, but he was the reason that I showed up to watch that show. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear whispers of, of his first, you know, film, his movie. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, Once Bitten is his first movie, right? I love Once Bitten. I know you love Once Bitten. Do you like it or no? I, I don't dislike his movies, right? He was, he was great. This is the best way to explain it. I didn't remember that he was in Earth Girls Are Easy until after Ace Ventura. Seriously? I knew the character. Yeah. I knew the movie. I knew the scenes. With the tongue? And yeah, all? I, 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 I did. But then it's almost like it was an afterthought. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like in Living Color, Ace Ventura. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, he was in a couple movies in the 80s, too. But Ace Ventura put him on the map. Yeah. It was it was the it was the genesis of his entire career. Correct. I mean that was that hundred million dollar hundred million dollar out of what nowhere. was it ten million dollar budget? Million 50, dollar. I mean that's you're done. Yeah. And then it's like line it up. I mean, do you remember when he was going on to like talk shows and they'd be like, oh, so you made two hundred million dollars this week? I mean, he, if yeah. he, had, he had a string. I mean, you should look it up. I'm sure you have it. No, it's, his ninety four to two thousand is unassailable. Yeah. It's probably it's one of the best. Is it Schwarzenegger esque? Right. It's one of the best six-year runs ever. And also, he got paid more than anybody. Like, he was the most guaranteed box office person 
All his movies made money. Because he was caring. This wasn't, I love Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Schwarzenegger could always say, okay, like T2, special effects. Yeah, there's camera. other stuff. You, it, it, was, it was just, the buck you put stopped us with Jim Carrey. You put a camera on Jim Carrey and that, he just made money. Dude, he was just, I mean, yeah. come on. Somebody stop me. Right. I mean, Li- Liar, liar is just him. And I love the the director from this. Yeah, just they his wagon. They, they, they couldn't <laughs> find a director to do this movie. Yeah. So they go get like uh, a comedy writer from Bob Hope, like yeah. the youngest comedy writer who has like virtually no experience yep. directing. And he goes from this and he tags on Liar, Liar. And what's the other one he did with Jim Carrey? Evan Perry? Almighty. Evan, which? Uh, Bruce Almighty. Well, he did both. He did? Yeah. Okay. But, but Jim Carrey's Jim not, in not in the other one. So yeah, yeah thanks. Like, Bruce Almighty's not that great. I liked it. Steve Carell. That's one of the funniest scenes. The rest of the movie's not great. It is kind of funny. I just <laughs> thought of this, how Jim Carrey is responsible for... This is different now because Jennifer Aniston was amazing in Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Amazing. She's the dentist. Yeah. Amazing. But Harassing prior, Charlie Day. But prior yeah. to that, yeah. people that were in the show Friends couldn't get... Couldn't get a job to do squat that was anything good, right? Uh, no. Courtney Cox and Scream, fantastic. Yeah. Short of that, there's not a lot out there. No. Yet Jim Carrey has brought on two movies with both with between Bruce Almighty and uh Pet Detective. Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she did uh, Office Space. That was good. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Kung You're Fu. right. She channel, was channel you know 74. What, uh, 100 points of flair. You're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. She was she was really good in Office Space. <laughs> but it's rare. It is. Especially considering the the magnitude and popularity of all of them from Friends. Yeah. The men have done nothing other than um uh Larry David's show uh what's his face is hilarious on that. Who? Uh Chandler. Chandler, not Chandler. Um Monica's brother is David Schwimmer. Thank you. Schwimmer yeah. uh is is absolutely Oh, really? I was in Monica. Yeah, he's really funny. Yeah. He's doesn't he like uh He's on Band of Brothers, dude. I, I think he's like a crusader for recycling or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's I God, now I'm hoping I'm not mixing my shows up, but I'll have to look that up. It's funny. All right. Ace Ventura Pet <laughs> Detective, Max. Um this I put this in the category of Wayne's World. Yep. For me. Okay. Wayne's World and Ace Ventura Pet Detective were the two most quoted films of my childhood. I thought I I thought I had mono. It turns out I was just really bored. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like we would do swing, swing. When you when you hear when you when you hear when you hear about the process of how he wrote this, so he didn't write he wrote the script, but the script was written, and he was working on creating, you know, jokes and bits and everything. And he would get out of work, he'd put a sixteen hour day in and in living color, and he'd work from like midnight till four in the morning, Mm. building out these different jokes and everything. He was he was very specific. And and intent on making catchphrases. So all righty then yeah. wasn't just an accident. Like he was building out these. No, he says he says it on in living yeah, color. Yeah, it's his over. We're not going to co- we're not going to count that one as a marked one, uh, Coster. I have yeah. to do it the right way. All righty then, that one you can count. Sorry, he says ov- as overtly confident gay man. Yeah, that's what he did. And he even tried uh, the symbol you did the. Yeah, he it wanted, didn't catch on. Yeah, he wanted that. To, he, he wanted that to be like something that everyone did. The scene when they go to the philanthropist's house with has the Shark Tank. Yeah, and the the nuance in this movie is what gets me. There are these. There's the over the top moments that exist everywhere. Please tell me you're gonna say this one moment. I hope so. Okay. I hope so. It is one of my favorite. And again, these this, are things. These are things I did. I did these things with my friends when yeah, he is doing. Do Oh, well, then maybe I did. When he is doing the Mission Impossible, like climb the yeah. wall, and he jumps over the gate 
only to move four feet and then jump back over the gate. So it was an irrelevant move. That is the stuff that gets me. When he's walking through uh, the the living room or whatever, and there's the cello player. There it is. And he just pulls the arm of the cello player. It's those types of things. That's my favorite moment in the entire movie. It's incredible. It's little stupid things. I'm sure it was improvised. It felt improvised. Like, the, and he those, doesn't break stride at all. He in the entire movie, there is only that I can think of. There's only maybe ten full seconds where he's not Jim Carrey. Yeah. One is when he's leading up to the joke mm. of being bitten in his dream. Yeah, you know he's being serious with the her, dog chasing her. Yeah, like, hey! yeah. And the other is when she storms off after he was like, "Oh, you beat your dog, saddlebags," <laughs> and. She leaves. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah, I like. That's it, Max. No, no. uh, In the whole movie, when he's upset at the dog, when the dog wants food, he's like, "I need to find the dolphin to get food." That's not serious. He's kind of serious. No, he's not. Not at all. You are wrong. Okay. The way he says it is still absurd. I have to find the dolphin to get. Like he's still Jim Carrey. Okay. The mo. There's only in the entire movie like six seconds of him not talking with the Jim Carrey talk. It's unbelievable. Well, it's a nice tight movie too. It's an hour twenty six. Yeah. The director had a saying, uh, when in doubt, cut it cut out. Cut it out, yeah. yeah. Well, he ended up, the the actual theater version, when you get to the DVD, the yeah. DVD has less. Really? Is, yeah, you usually <laughs> don't see that. So I remember one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, you can barely find. If you watch the movie, it's not in it. What? It's, when, when I saw it in theaters, it was, oh, you're not, do not talk to the, the, the Snowflake. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, I talked to Snowflake. Snowflake talked to you. He said, ee, ee, like that is that was in the original movie. That is not in the DVD when you watch it now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. The other thing about this movie that is incredible, and you brought this up when we first before we were recording, and you asked, like, did the NFL sign off on this? The NFL had to have signed off. I on can't this. believe that. they had to. Yeah. Right. Because they're using the actual logos. They're using Dan Marino. Right. So like yeah. any given Sunday, it's, yeah, it's made up logos. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the, they used. They couldn't. They couldn't get the rights. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. There, there's. I, I don't think there's any way. The replacements. They, Wait. Yeah. The replacements. No. Was, replacements had nothing real football in it. Yeah. 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 What movies have real football in it? Oh wow. Um. Jerry Maguire. Jerry oh, yeah. Maguire's yeah. got the air, actual Arizona cop. But again, there's some weird Angelina Jolie movie where she's a reporter in Seattle, and they like have the team, the I've Seahawks. Never, never heard of such a thing. Yeah. That's wild. The guy from Monk, Monk says she's gonna die soon. Like as a prediction, and she really? has blonde hair. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying you're lying. There's a scene in this. It's a montage. It's a hilarious montage where Jim Carrey finally, excuse me, Ace Ventura, <clears throat> he finally realizes that whoever has a AFC Championship ring from the AFC Championship, yeah, the gold, 1986, 84, 84. Whoever has the ring and that ring is missing one of those little, which by the way, I went online yeah. just because I wanted to try to find the ring. Does it? Can you well, the it? actual, because they did win the AFC championship that year. Is it the actual ring? It's close, yeah. but clearly the one they made for the movie is different. And yeah. that prop ring exists nowhere. Yeah. So any of our fans can find one. I'll pay anything for it. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Name your price. Such an incredible waste of money. All the only things in my life I want are that ring and the DeLorean. Oh, that's not true. I also want the video game from The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole memorabilia collection. How is this? Well, because we didn't do. Oh, we need to do a 90s 90s collector. Yeah. Oh, my. We got to call Graham. Yeah. We got to get Graham Elliott on the show and do our first 90s collector. That'll be next week. That'll be, well, let's give him more than a week. You know, that's okay. You and I are ready to go like this. Not everybody else is. Anyways, that entire scene where Jim Carrey. God, I keep saying Jim Carrey because I'm staring at you and you remind me of Jim Carrey. 
When Ace Ventura discovers that he has to find the the football player from that team that's missing the ring. Because in the filter. There's yeah. an entire montage of him going after players. Yeah. I did the best I could. I actually think I found out who each of those football really? players were. Really? Those are real were. players? Yeah. They all, every single one of them was a real football player. I did my absolute best to find out who these football players were. I'm missing the first one. So it starts off. He's in his car swerving back and forth. Yep. He gets the guy to give him a middle finger. That is the one that I don't have. I don't know who that is. If you do, let us know. It goes from that to he's on the track track jogging he's jogging with defensive end markle coleman it's a big dude he's a big dude that's a defensive end he then goes to the mailbox which i don't know how you don't know who don shula is but that's head coach don shula yep. who's putting his mail in the mailbox he then goes to an arm wrestling competition that's jeff cross defensive end for nice. the miami dolphins he then is in the shower and does the rat tail <laughs> yeah. to that guy who's like hairier than me he's got I can't that's an amazing player. tom yeah. Selleck yeah. mustache that is kim bo camper linebacker and defensive end then he goes to the hat signing yep. where Marino signs his hat. Where he's and got the pimples. Yeah. The other guy signs like a little pennant. And the guy who signs that pennant is Hall of Fame offensive lineman Dwight Stevenson. Sweet. And then the bathroom scene where he is awkwardly looking at another man's <laughs> genitals and yeah. that man gives him a nice little wink and nod. Yeah. That is offensive lineman Jeff Ulahank. Uh, no, that's a butchering. <laughs> Ulenkank. That's a butchering of the name, but it's close enough. Good sense of humor. Those are all Miami yeah. Dolphins. I thought that was kind of cool. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 Um, I will tell you that in addition to having all of those guys on there, Scott Mitchell, do you know who Scott Mitchell is, by the way? The weird quarterback from the 90s who threw the 100 receptions to Herman Moore. Yeah, so the Lions, my that all comes back to my yeah. old Lions. The 96 team was good, right? Yeah, so basically uh, Marino gets hurt and Scott Mitchell steps in and has an incredible season. Like just oh, really? light, I didn't know light, that. lights it up, yeah. uh, lights it up for Miami. And as a result, he's a free agent, and the Lions go poach him. They grab him, they bring him in, they make him their starter. He was the N- he was either the NFC Player of the Year or the Lions had the best offense in the NFC. That's when they were ten six. Right? Yeah, they had they had like one or two great years of them, and then he kind of yeah like, sputtered off. So he was on the Biggest Loser recently. Yeah, he was like four hundred pounds. He's and he also like after that Runberry Run thing came out, he was a little pissy about how he was portrayed and uh-huh. had some non so great quotes. But anyways. That's Scott Mitchell, the pride, the <laughs> ex-pride of the Detroit Lions. Of course, Jared Goff is the guy, the altar at which I pray to right so now. So let me ask you, if this movie took place in Detroit and had the Lions, would this be your favorite movie <laughs> of all time? Uh, this already is my favorite movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, but would that just put it in a different stratosphere? So I, that's why I went through the list of the football players, because I don't think that, like for me, you can show me a picture of, I can't go back to like the 70s, 60s, and 50s, but yeah. for the most part, if you show me a picture of, Almost any Detroit Lion Corey from Slesinger. the 80s, yeah, 80s, 90s, contemporary, I yeah. can tell you who it is. Yep. So I think like if you're – this is also true, by the way, with Major League. I think if you're a Cleveland fan, I think if you're a Miami fan, these types of movies are just the fan experience. It's amped up a notch. Yeah. Like I, I would love to see a – like Lions-based movie, huh. but they can't do it anymore because we're not the lovable Lions. We are the favorite <laughs> to win the Super Bowl next year. So. But I, I think it's great that this takes place in Miami. It's like it's wacky and weird. Florida. Yeah. Dude, Florida is the only place where you'd be like, yeah, this exists. Yeah. This is real. Or Finkel's house. Oh, my all. God. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Finkel yet. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn, Einhorn is, is Finkel. Finkel. Going into this movie, it's like the biggest plot twist maybe ever because you don't see it coming no, at all, right? No, no. Yeah. So it's interesting because I go back to this you know, quote the quotability of this movie. Yeah. Let's just rip through a, a handful right now. Okay. Okay. In my life, I have said, do not go in there. Yeah. Woo! Woo! I have yeah. said that two million times. Yeah. <laughs> two, give or take a half million, two million times. Yeah. 
Like I, I cannot tell you, I am 45 years old and like, I will walk out of the bathroom after doing God knows what. And my kids will be outside. And I'll be like, do not go in there to this day, 2024. Yeah. Uh, you've got all righty then. Um, the, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of sh- laces out. How about laces out? Laces out. Laces yeah. out. Tell me a time when you watch a football game where an extra point or a field goal is missed. Yeah, it's where still, somebody it's still, doesn't yeah. say laces out. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn, Einhorn is, is Finkel. Finkel. You say that like every week. All the week. time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. It's like the best realization. But it's not just book. me, right? Like no. everybody still quotes this movie all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've been itching to re rebuild, remake this movie. The third one? I think they want to reboot it. With a new actor? I don't know. You can't do that. Could you, though? No Who, one. Who's rubber faced and. Yeah. You'd have, to, it would be, you'd have to change it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this. It too. would still work. Let me ask you this. Yeah. We always talk about um, God, and every time I bring this up, I can't remember your phrasing for it. So I have to ask you when Market correct. Yes. There is no other Jim Carrey. No. Who else in the world of acting? I'm gonna say I have I have a couple. I have a couple. Ironically, the ones I'm gonna name to you though, I think actually a little bit market correct each other. Okay. There's a trifecta. There's three actors that I think of in that space of so unique, so different that like nobody else is them. And in the comedy realm or no? It, in in the acting realm, okay. somewhat comedy. Um, and the the Reverend from Footloose. Oh, uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, Lithgow, Walken, Lloyd. Oh, Christ- Christopher Christopher yeah. okay. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, John Lithgow. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah, those three actors are so dynamic and unique and quirky and weird and yeah. have their own thing going on. But they also kind of could replace, like I could see Lithgow being Doc in Back to the Future. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could see Walken being Reverend Shaw. This is pretty good. This is like good those theory. three. Yeah. Those, but. The triumvirate? Right. At the, the pentavident. <laughs> but in, in the space of Jim Carrey, I only have one. Mike Myers. You think so? Yeah. He's not. I, I want to point this out. I'm not saying he's Jim Carrey. Yeah. But in his own right, in his own little space, in his own little niche, yeah. he he can do it, right? Like, so maybe, maybe my pentavrit of those three, I think Mike, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, not Eddie Murphy today, yep. Eddie Murphy back in the day. Because, like, you can make the argument that, like, Dan Aykroyd – while I think he's brilliant and funny, there's other Dan Aykroyd-ish actors. Yeah, I was I was gonna say uh, Jack Black is in this category, kind of. That's a good one because he's just by himself. No, nope, that's yeah. a good. But yeah. but even with Jack Black, there's someone like him, Chris Farley. You know what? You know the vibe I get on Jack Black what? sometimes. Adam Sandler. Oh, interesting. Adam Sandler and J- the the guitar. Yeah. The yeah. Like they can be psychotic. There's and a angry. little. There's a little bit there. Man childish. But like yeah. Mike Myers, who does Mike Myers? Who who could go and did you see? Well, uh, Mike Myers doesn't do Mike Myers. Mike Myers only does characters. I know. So Jim Carrey is always Jim Carrey, kind of in these movies. Uh, no, I, in, in the nineties. In saying. the nineties, yeah. I agree with you. I'm in saying the 90s, that, that's yeah. what that's what we love most about Jim Carrey. We give him the latitude to do what he wants, yeah. but we always want him to be 1994 to 1998 Jim Carrey. I do. He he right. Uh, I I don't disagree. What was the movie with uh, when he came back from war and ran the theater? Oh, Majestic. The Majestic. He had some movies where you're just like, all right. Because like, yeah. that's that's what made it so impressive what he did because you're right. You get to a point in his career where you're like, okay, like 
I don't, I'll go see, look, it's, it's your favorite. It's people that watch the Grateful Dead play 150 times. Yeah. It's a woman I work with who said she's seen Pearl Jam perform 80 times. If you don't love Pearl Jam, that's crazy to you. But if you love Pearl Jam, you're like, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I go see ACDC play until they literally all die. Like I love watching. Are they alive still? They might be. Yeah. I don't know. But Jim Carrey in the 90s, if you're going to go watch Liar Liar, if you're going to go watch Liar the Liar, mask. Liar Liar, he begins to stretch out of that a no, little. No, he doesn't. A little. There's a little. I, I know. The Claw. Ooh, yeah. I'm the, by the way, uh, Carrie, um, Ellis. Carrie Ellis is fantastic yeah. in that movie. The Claw. Ah, I'm the Claw. <laughs> Please, no. Ah, <laughs> as you wish. I'm the Claw. No, he didn't say as you wish. But that's the thing that's that's kind of great is that you make a commitment in living color. I turn, I turned in. I tuned in to In Living Color waiting to see Jim Carrey do Jim Carrey. Yeah. I, I couldn't get enough of it, like feed it to me. And that's what the 90s were. And by the way, I wasn't the only one. The success of his films largely preyed upon this idea. You want to sit down for an hour and a half and watch Jim Carrey cook. Here's Jim Carrey cooking. Yeah. That's what makes his career so amazing to me is that he completely walked away from that. Yeah, not successfully, really. Uh, Truman's show is incredible. That's 98. That's still part of the sphere. He got robbed. He should have won an Oscar for Truman Show. Oh, no. Show. Truman Show was great. Yeah. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that's a great movie. He's that, wonderful, too. Is that 2002? Okay. All right. But, like, he gets into this weird, he did, like, Kick-Ass 2. I mean, we'll talk about it later. I thought he was good in Kick-Ass 2. I didn't love it, but yeah. I, I thought it was good. Sonic the Hedgehog, though. He's back to normal yeah. Jim Carrey. Dude, my kids love him in Sonic the Hedgehog. It's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like 90s. He went back to playing the hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And uh, and that one show where he's, like, uh, the puppet. Kidding. Uh, yeah. That show's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried. I know. I didn't like it. But you get to a point in your career where if you're, I mean, he was a god. Yeah. He was, he literally was, I mean, he was showing up at award ceremonies. He won the most MTV movie awards of anyone. He, he won nine. Yeah. He's, he was the first $20 million man for per movie. Yeah. I mean, that's substantial. So you could print money. Yeah. He was so funny. Cable guy. Oh, cable guy. People hated cable I guy. I know. Yeah. Why? Cable guy's great. Because it was dark. But it's so good. Yeah, it's strange. Did Ben Stiller direct that? I think that? he was Asian. Did, did Ben Stiller direct that? I don't think so. Look that up. Yeah. He either produced it or directed it because that's yeah. why he gave himself the cameo as being the... I thought he directed it or he produced it or something. Yeah, directed by Ben Stiller. You're right. By the way, oh my God, the writer is Lou Holtz Jr. Is that Lou Holtz's son? <laughs> I don't think so. I hope so. <laughs> How'd you look? Oh my God. Well, this is incredible. I've never seen this before on the history of IMDb. Yeah, yeah. He has no information about him. He has one credit, and it's the cable guy. Pen name, you think? Is it someone else? I want to find out who this guy is. All right. Hold on. We'll take a throw up a little, <laughs> throw up a little clock. <laughs> he was the son of a comedian. All right. And this was just his one shot. You son of a comedian. I, can you imagine that? Your one shot is a Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick, mid-90s movie directed by Ben Stiller, and you bomb. I, it was really good. I love the cable. Do you guy. go back to it? Yeah, I've watched yeah. it. I've watched it a couple times. The, I think again, the you you nailed it. Sometimes, how much you like a movie really hinges upon what you've prepared yourself to walk into. Did you think that going into that movie? I yeah. didn't think. I don't remember. I don't think Typical. I saw it in the theater. I know, right? <laughs> I just I don't think I saw it in the theaters. I think it just came on one day. I, I'll give you the on best cable. Let me give you the ex- the best example of this. They did a terrible job explaining what Step Brothers was going to be. Really? And, and I when thought I, so. When I finally saw Step Brothers, yeah. I'm like, how has this been hidden for me? This is Step Brothers is arguably one of the five best comedies ever made. Yeah. 
ever. I will I will die on that hill. That Step Brothers is my favorite Will Ferrell movie. It's neck and neck with old school. But it, it Anger is Man. I, I like Anger, Anger Man. Man is more important. <laughs> Anger Man's good. Get involved. Oh man. <laughs> Milk was a mistake. Milk was a bad choice. Bad choice. Ugh, I don't know. So damn hot. Step Brothers is is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's a Catalina wine. <laughs> <laughs> Pow. 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 <laughs> Uh, dude, I, I would, I would literally completely just for no reason on this podcast, even though we do eighties and nineties, yeah. just be like, well, let's do an episode on Step Brothers. <laughs> just, just, I don't even know. It has to be buzzing the tower after dark. There's yeah. no way to talk about that movie. Like Goodfellas, we're going to struggle to talk about with like language and content and everything. What do you mean? Oh, cause the F-bombs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Funny how? What am I, a clown? <laughs> boy, I amuse boy, you? the day you're going to, the day you'll be excited to see that. Oh, I'm going to come in with some Capagol and some Gabagool. Some Gabagool. Yeah, some fresh mozzarella. TikTok has absolutely, TikTok is so in my brain and understands my algorithm. Huh. All I get every day are clips from The Sopranos. I really? literally, yeah. I get I, I, at least 15 clips from The Sopranos. I know you're such a big Soprano guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Back in the day, let me yeah. tell you about the Sopranos. No back, big ZD? Back in the day, yeah. we used to go to scorekeepers yeah. on Sundays and we'd put it up on the big screen and we'd watch the new episodes. No together. way. Yeah. 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 When it was like all new and. and were you into Carmela? I feel like you would be. I was into everything. Oh, you were into what's her name? Yeah. Uh, Christopher's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You were. Aid. Yeah. Aiden. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost everything. What was, the, what was the name of the strip club again? The. Oh, Bada Bing. The Bada Bing. Yeah. To the best name for a strip club ever. How is somebody not create? How is there, someone there is, not? There's one out there. There has to be yeah, right. There is. Like a, like an Italian. Yeah. Like they should just serve gabagool, and you know it's 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 not a real thing. You know gabagool is not real. It's Capricol. If you're I saying will. It weird. I will break your neck <laughs> if you're gonna sit on the show and tell me what's real. You're dressed like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. You told me to dress like Ace Ventura. <laughs> well, all righty yeah. then. Do you know why? He, do you know why he was dressed like this? Yes. Okay. We should probably talk about the movie. Yeah. Uh, because he modeled the character of Ace Ventura Pet Detective after an exotic bird. Yeah. That's Par- why, yeah. Um, that's why he's colorful. That's why his hair is the way it is. That's also why cockatoo. He's constantly eating seeds. Yeah. That's another incredibly funny part where, where, where he's like chewing and spitting the seeds. Yeah. And she's like, Ashtray, no, thank you. <laughs> Disgusting habit. <laughs> so, do you know he met uh, Anthony Hopkins at a dinner and they started talking? And they realized that they both modeled their most famous characters after animals. No. Because Anthony Hopkins modeled Hannibal Lecter after reptiles and their really? movements. Yeah. Like, think about it. Yeah. And, like, how his eyes are always kind of yeah. open and moving. So they connect. Wait, how have we not done Silence of the Lambs yet? As you, we're sitting here talking about the movie. I'm sorry. We got to talk Ace Ventura. I'm, well, I'm all excited. Well, because you've been waiting for it, right? Uh, that's that's going to be a whole different. That's going to be a whole different. No, I, I, can, I need time to prep okay. for that. That's not a one week. Are you going to dress like Buffalo Bill? 100%. Yeah. I'm going to be wearing a robe and I'm going to have lipstick on. The top? It's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk, Max. I won't let you drop F-bombs on the show, but I'm going to talk and dance in front of the camera. <laughs> Moron. A man can Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's the most famous scene. They thought that this movie was going to be the Fletch of the '90s. So Morgan, it's a great, great thing to say. It is. Morgan Creek could not find anyone. We talked about this to do it, and they finally got the director. Small thing. When you saw the Morgan Creek symbol, did your like nostalgia bomb just come back to you? Because like, I don't think they're a film house anymore. No, 
Yeah. I've seen him forever. Yeah, but like something about I think they've made some great movies. Yeah, there's like, a there's a video I saw where it sh- it's just a cut up of all of those intros yeah. and it's pretty cool. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, I know all that," right? Yeah, yeah. Like the Dreamworks. Wh- yeah, what's the the lightning flash with the Oh, that's a Bre- Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer. Yeah, yeah, I love that one too. Yeah. Um dude, this is wild. What? Th- this is just absolutely wild. They uh they wanted Rick Moranis for the role wouldn't have of it no, wouldn't have worked at yeah. all. And instead, I think he did uh, little. He turned it down because he did Little Giants and the Flintstones. Those, I, I mean, forgot that he did the Flintstones. Yeah, not bad, but it was no good. John Goodman was it Viva Rock Vegas or something? Or no, like no ninety four was the original one. Okay, yeah, okay, and that was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not terrible. But um, do you know who else turned this movie down as a uh, who was offered Ace Ventura? No, Adam Sandler. Oh wow, yeah. Sandler could have done it. So they offered it to Whoopi Goldberg because they were going to have her be a yeah. female, like you know, AC yeah. Venture or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Judd Nelson. Oh, I couldn't see that. Maybe he could have revived his career. I don't know, dude. I miss Judd Nelson. You love Judd Nelson. He's one of your faves. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's something for you that I think is pretty cool. Okay. The Ace Ventura went to see Dan Marino. Now I'm slipping names again. Jim Carrey went to see Dan Marino yep. to convince him to do this. And and Dan Marino in this interview is hilarious, right? He's being interviewed by Peyton Manning. Yep. This, this has got to be in the last 10 years. Yeah. And in this interview, he says, I was meeting with Jim Carrey to politely tell him I don't want to do the movie. We met in this restaurant in California, and he showed up dressed as, oh not not just dressed like you, yeah. the tutu yeah. and, like, the T-shirt. No way. And was doing his shtick. To like strangers in yeah. the restaurant, yeah. and Marino was dying. He yeah. said he couldn't stop laughing. He goes, "I'm gonna do this movie." He goes, "I'm gonna want my money up front, but I'm gonna do this movie." Did you know he was offered a percentage, and he, he turned, turned it down. down. Yeah, yeah he still he... gets. He said he gets the residual checks every once in a while for like twenty four bucks. So he's actually really good in this movie. He's fantastic. So by the way, I mean, I'm gonna go to this right now. His yeah, his go. his IMDb. If I was Dan Marino, this would be <laughs> what my IMDb is. It's so great. So he's in. Hold on, give me a pause. Yeah, okay. He's in the Hootie and the Blowfish video. Remember when I don't remember that at all. Only want to be with you. There's a set line like, "I love Dan Marino, but the Dolphins make me cry." Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's in that video. I didn't even realize that he's in Holy Man, which is one of my favorite underrated movies. Yeah, yeah. He did a voice in The Simpsons. He was on Little Nicky, and he did uh, Bad Boys Two. Yeah. That's just a fun like yeah, IMDb. Yeah. Dude, Marino's the best. Yeah. <clears throat> best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Best curly haired guy yeah. in sports history. Someone was talking about him the other day. They were saying like if Dan Marino was in the NFL today, he'd throw for ten thousand yards. He had the he, he had the best arm in the He did have the, the best NFL. arm, but he was stoic. <clears throat> he couldn't move. You know what I mean? So just like Jared Goff. So the Goff can move. No, he cannot. He is the least mobile quarterback. He fumbles in the NFL. a little bit. Did you worry about your own team? Yeah. How the, how the Patriots looking? Hey, that new Dynasty documentary is out. I know. Yeah. That's great. But uh, by the way, this is my favorite fact. Uh, the butt talking he does in this movie. Oh, I know this fact. It was <laughs> so, it was, it was was not, it was made in yeah. a confrontational yeah. uh, scenario. Go ahead. Tell so this on In Living Color, when his skits, skits would get rejected, and they would get rejected often by uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, yeah, yeah. he would get so upset, he would start doing the skit from his butt. Hey. I'd like to <laughs> ask you a few questions. That's hey. another thing, by the way, I've yeah. done a million times in yeah. my life. And uh, Keenan wanted to physically fight him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they worked everything out. But, yeah, yeah. that is where he developed it. Um, f- on the football side, the Dolphins kicker Uwe von Schaman. Sure. Probably butchered that. Yep. Born in Berlin, Germany, and moved to Fort Worth, Texas at 16 years old. He played for the Dolphins for six seasons, including Super Bowl 19, I think. Okay. Don't quote me on that. In uh, January 85. When the Dolphins lost to the 49ers 38-16. The footage of Finkel missing the field goal was of Von Schaman. Oh, interesting. So that was actually yeah. from that game. Yeah. 
The dolphin team picture with Finkel was, in fact, Sean Young wearing a wig and a mustache. Oh, my God. So that's amazing. Yeah. And then what else do I have for you? I got one other thing on kickers. Yep. Uh, you Hi- know I love kickers. Hypothetical Finkel thing, by the way. He's an all-pro. He was unbelievable in college. You don't think anyone would sign him like he just fell off the face of the earth? Did that happen back then? I think in general, yeah. if, if you have a catastrophic failure. Well, Scott Norwood still kept playing. Yeah, but I'm not saying that it would happen. Yeah. I could see it happening. Okay. I mean, I, I'm surprised Tony Romo survived the place the, the placeholding yeah, yeah. flub. You yeah. Know, like, that haunted him forever. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I, yeah, you made me lose my. Place. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Okay, you had to talk about stuff. And... Oh, well, they asked uh, Alan Rickman to be the lead role. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Pete Stoyanovich, who, yep. who at the time was the real kicker for the Dolphins, kicked for the Finkel Einhorn in the warehouse scene. Yeah, and he hit the like little area in the uh, roof every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the the whole again, little stupid like. Him, elementary, elementary school boy jokes, right? Him beating like, up the Eagles mascot after losing the bird. That That's amazing. Yeah. And that predates uh, Sandler doing it with Bob Barker. Yep, it yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that felt very Sandler, Bob Barker yeah, to me. Yeah, definitely. And then do you remember like when he is fully done discovering that he had made out with a man? Yeah. And he's like, gun kicking my side. Like yeah. that whole th- And then they went back. And added the whole uh, crying game. Yeah. So the crying game actually came out after production, mm. and they were like, let's add this in there. So they went back and did the whole shower scene with yeah. him freaking out. With the uh, plunger in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. That's classic carry. Classic carry. Classic carry. Uh, Why do you have all that dog food? Fiber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. You, what else you got? You know his landlord is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Salamanca. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think that's all the uh, for uh, let's see for facts. The role of Melissa Robinson was initially offered to Lauren Holly. It mm. was turned down, but then Lauren Holly joins in Dumb and Dumber, and then Jim Carrey ends up marrying her. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, She's yeah. gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Wow, yeah. Courtney Cox. I actually think this is the best that Courtney Cox looks second, in this movie. Second best. Uh, Dancing in the Dark. Jesus Christ. What? I disagree. And it, the, the you talking about the music video? Yeah. Yeah. Her big yeah. break. Yeah. But uh, the Cannibal Corpse of this is pretty cool. Oh, that band. They, they, that, who would have thought Jim Carrey was into heavy metal? He's a huge fan of theirs yeah. and begged them to be part of the movie. And they're like, we're on a European tour. tour. He's like, we'll film after you get back. Yeah. Don't worry and about it. And that scene is one of those scenes that was like in the original movie, but then yeah. cut. I think you threw it up on TikTok. Where um, he's actually performing with them. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, let's get to characters in the movie. Okay. Uh, uh, actor first. I mean, director first. Yeah, you go. You got the list. So R- Tom, Run, baby, run. Tom Shadyac. It, this was his directorial debut. That's pretty cool. I love when people like hit the ground running with a hit. That's going to feel so yeah, good. Yeah, because he had nothing. We talked about this. He yeah, he wrote jokes Bob, for Bob, Bob Hope. Hope. Yeah. yeah, he was the youngest joke writer on the Bob Hope show. So. Yeah. Uh, he did The Nutty Professor. That's a, That was a huge one, yeah, too. Right. Uh, liar, Liar. Mm-hmm. Which, actually, they've broken this down. They've said Liar, Liar, from a script standpoint, is the perfect movie. Uh, I thought the perfect movie was Back per- to the Future, from a script standpoint. Oh. That's what I've always heard. Well, maybe for the 90s, then. Right. But they're saying because it's, like, magical. It's good. Yeah, It's yeah, great. Yeah. I love yeah. Liar Liar. Yeah. Wall speeding! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where he loses me. I'm so mad at him. Uh, Patch Adams was one of the most... I liked Patch Adams. It was one of the most traumatic. I watched it in theaters when I was, like, 9 or 10. Yeah. It's, I, it's, a rough, it's a rough watch for Yeah, him. the fact that... The girl gets killed by one of the mental patients, yeah. and like it's about like, hey, dying's okay. I'm yeah. like, no, dying's not okay. You, you we got to talk to your family. Yeah. I think at your wedding, I'm going to sit down with your parents and have a conversation about the movies that you watched and at what age you watched them. Terminator Two when you were ten, Patch Adams at nine. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Jenna Jameson's greatest hits when you were twelve. <laughs> I just think these are things we should talk about. Oh, there's a there was a famous uh, adult actress who just died, Keegan 
Murray something. Keegan Michael. You know what I'm talking about? No, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, she just passed away, so RIP. <laughs> All right. Uh, Great. <laughs> what? Continue, continue. It's always sad when that happens. It is. It yeah. Is. <laughs> Why are you laughing if it's sad? Max, continue. It's still funny. Uh, Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. Yep. And the writer was Jack Bernstein, who did NCIS episodes, Royal Pains, The Good Cop, and Monk. Yep. So really did nothing. No. Jim Carrey. All righty then. Canadian born. Canadians are just funnier than us. You know what? Uh, another episode that we need to do at some point is Canadian comedians. Yeah, we need to do Canada versus America. We need to draft our, America. Our, our, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean their their contributions. John Candy. Yep. Ryan Reynolds. Dan Aykroyd. Yep. Uh, is Bill Murray? Michael J. Fox. No. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, Jay Brunkall or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill, I think, is Canadian too, right? Yeah. How do you feel about Jonah Hill? Uh, as a person, I don't know. He seems a little complicated, yeah. but as an actor, he's fantastic. He's funny. Yeah. God. Well, and he's a good serious actor too. You know, that's look a- at Moneyball and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I, yeah, I, think, I love that movie. Um, I will tell you that Superbad was another movie where I, yeah. think, I think when did Superbad come out? Two thousand seven. Are you sure it was two yep. thousand? Okay, something was going on in my life where I like was out of the I wasn't out of the country where the hell was I don't know somehow I didn't know about this movie mm. and like saw it on DVD boop yeah yeah and I'm like this is absolutely incredible it's the best it's, yeah it's absolutely amazing and yeah. then the story behind how it got made that it was basically like Seth Rogen's like living out his fantasy yeah about this is what we would have done like, love it. yeah oh my god all right I'm sorry continue continue born James Eugene Carey Carey uh dad was an accountant and jazz musician he has a really profound speech he was at a college about that his one. dad yeah, his yeah, dad yeah. got fired it's like if you're gonna get fired for something you hate you might as well fail at something you, you love, love. Yeah, and yeah. it's like wow so Jim Carrey's a very interesting dude because when you hear him speak he's hyper intelligent he's very in tune it sounds like he just did mushrooms all the time it's, it's one of these things where it's like Russell Brand where you can pick up the lyrics of what he's saying, but yeah. it's the music that it kind of like. It's a strange. I'm not sure if he's okay or not. I think that. What, what am I trying to say? I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. I think that here's what happens. Yeah. I think that dealing with fame and success and that on that level on its own yeah. is difficult. Yeah. Even just like you get a raise and you start making real money. Yeah. And even the people around you treat you a little tiny bit different when you're Jim Carrey, and you are the bell of the ball. Yep. And you are printing money, and everybody wants a piece of you. And you went from the same Jim Carrey, who was like a starved artist trying to do stand up. He was living in a car with his family. So to me, I think that that can give you this weird, not a not a bad god complex. Mm -hmm. You know, like not god complex in the sense that you think that you're more powerful, but this weird perspective on reality, like Tom Brady kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And he has that. I mean, he does. He paints picture really good he's yeah. a really good artist he actually. just does he he i mean i remember when he started to go down the weird path this is the joaquin phoenix stuff yeah. right like he just he got weird it was man on the moon when yeah. he became andy kaufman yeah and you're just like well and you've you've heard about roles doing that to people i mean like heath ledger doing the joker yeah. and do you remember when he talked to uh jack nicholson jack nicholson said be careful yeah. this role will change you yeah, yeah and i was like wow that's that's t- that's intense that is scary yeah yeah you number one guy number one guy so he had to work a janitorial job after school, eight-hour shifts yeah. after school because yeah. his family, like, everyone got fired, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they all did that. Uh, his The way he got discovered is incredible. So his Rodney Dangerfield impression was mm-hmm. so good, Rodney Dangerfield heard it and put him on as his uh, opener. Oh, that's awesome. So that's how he started his that's, career. That's amazing. Kind of incredible, too. His first stand-up uh, set, he bombed super hard. Yeah. 
And he wore a suit his mom made him that was yellow with uh, tails on it. Yeah, yeah. That's the suit he, suit he wore on the mask. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. That's really Which cool. Which is more ironic and crazy because that's actually what the character is from the comic book. It, yeah. It's not like he, like, put it on. That no, just it happened. just happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I think the mask is underrated, by the way. I love the mask. Yeah. Cam- uh, Cameron Diaz, Diaz is that, uh, gorgeous. I will movie. argue that she's one of the top three most beautiful actresses in a movie, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's very different. Not that she's not gorgeous No, she's now. thicker. She's like yeah. more like natural. Yeah, yeah. And that, then she became kind of real you know, You know what she's really good in is Bad Teacher. Yeah, she's incredible. She's really funny. Well, she's that. like that in real life. I know. Yeah, she yeah, swears yeah. like a sailor. Well, you know that because you're tight with her. Yeah. Continue. She's married to the lead singer of Good Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Joel. She divorced the lead singer of Bad Charlotte. No, oh, that's womp womp. Womp 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 Wow. <laughs> Almost dropped an F-bomb for no reason. Uh <laughs> Uh, He wrote letters to Tupac in prison because he heard that Tupac, uh, Tupac's favorite actor was Jim Carrey. Okay, isn't that cool? Yeah. So his run, it's crazy. So his his movie run, Once Bitten, Peggy Sue Got Married, The Deadpool, he's Johnny Squares, Mm -hmm. Earth Girls Are Easy. He's so funny. So girls are easy. Eighties, it's like good, not great. You know, I mean, he's just like he maybe he'll be around. Then this, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever, Ace Ventura Two, When Nature Calls. The Cable Guy, Liar Liar, The Truman Show, Man on the Moon, Me, Myself, and Irene, and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That run is insane. It's absolutely incredible. After that, I mean, he does Sonic the Hedgehog, Kick-Ass 2, Eternal Sunshine, Bruce Almighty. He had a weird cameo in this movie I watched yesterday that was terrible. It's called The Bad Batch. It's Keanu Reeves, Jason Momoa, and Jim Carrey about cannibalistic post-apocalyptic, you know. Apocalyptic. Yeah, uh, society. <laughs> Uh, it's terrible. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Is it number one or number two? I <laughs> just want to know how much time I have. I'm just going to start intermixing while yeah. you talk. Yeah. Quotes from this movie. Uh, Courtney Cox, who played Melissa. She's from Alabama. I didn't know that. She's a Southern girl. She kind of carries herself as like a Northeast one. Uh, big big break was the girl from the Bruce Springsteen Dancing in the Dark video, which I didn't know was directed by Brian De Palma. Mm, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And she was only paid 350 bucks for that. None of your damn business, and I'll <laughs> thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. She worked with uh, the Predator, Kevin Peter Hall, mm-hmm. on the TV show uh, Misfits of Science, which is wild. She's the first person ever to say the word "period" about like uh, a woman's time of the month yeah. on national TV in a Tampax commercial. La who <laughs> the her? She can play the piano and drums. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. She dated Michael Keaton for six, six years. Michael Keaton from 1989 <laughs> to 94, 95. Well, the darkness. No. And she married and divorced David Arquette. Yes. And I met I met her and him. I did, too. I yeah. was with you. Yeah. When they were shooting Scream 4, four in yeah. Ann Arbor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was... He's insane. Yeah, yeah. That was a wild night. For even by Skeep's standards, yeah. that was a wild night. So if you've ever seen the movie Ready to Rumble, he's that guy. Yeah. I love that movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Underrated. Uh, she was in Master of the Universe, Cocoon the Return, uh, Scream... Like times a billion, Friends, two hundred thirty-four episodes, and an underrated show, Cougar Town, one hundred and four episodes. Do you remember in the movie when she, she, uh, when uh, Ray Finkel, uh, Lo- Lois Einhorn is about to kill either Jim Carrey or <laughs> Dan Marino? Yeah, it's like Jock, and, 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 and he's like, kill him. He's yeah. the one that put the laces. <laughs> so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jock Poindexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> Sean Young, who plays 
She's crazy, but she's such a good actress in some of the stuff she does. Like so, the her whole like Catwoman thing, that Catwoman story, I could listen to it a million times. That she dressed as Catwoman. That she showed up to the set yeah. and was like, "Meow, I'm Catwoman." <laughs> They're like, "Restraining order <laughs> and get off the premise right now." So she had a restraining order in real life. Yeah. Do you know about this? No. Oh, James Woods, who she was engaged to. Talk I'm about the talk about the craziest couple ever. So to be crazy enough that James Woods files uh like lost, that's a little too crazy for me. I need you to back up. He filed a two million dollar harassment suit on her. Oh man, that was settled out of court. Yeah. So like, so she would leave disfigured dolls on his front door. <laughs> amazing, dude. Unbelievable. What's so, your what's your favorite Sean Young? Uh, Blade Runner. <clears throat> Rachel, she's incredible. What's your second favorite? Uh. I like No Way Out. Yeah. Have you seen? You haven't seen this though. It's an incredible thriller with Kevin Costner. Uh, Wall Street, she's Kate Gecko. Yep. And uh, she's in Stripes. Yeah. As Lois. She's my favorite is Stripes. Yeah. She turned down Janet Colgate in uh, Dirty Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. She could have done that really well. Yeah. She would have been great. So she was very difficult to work with, apparently. Yeah. A little bit. But it shows that she's a great actor, actress in this movie. My favorite line is when she has the gun, she goes, What do you know about pressure? Remember that? I do. Yeah. I feel better. Of course, that might not do any good to see that nobody's missing a porpoise. It's a dolphin that's been taken. <laughs> the common harbor porpoise has a abrupt snout, pointed teeth, and triangular thoracic fin, while the bottlenose dolphin, or Tercipus truncus, has an elegant beak, round cone-shaped teeth. You're not going fast enough. I'm sorry. I'm trying. It's, it's uh, hard to read this. Uh. There's a lot of big words. And serrated dorsal appendage. But I'm sure you already knew that. That's what turns me on about you. Cha, your attention to detail. My Siri. All righty then. <laughs> he turned my Siri on with that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tone Loke. Turn your Siri on. Bullet, do you know Tone Loke was in All a. My. Scott. Friends. Drive, drive a low rider. rider. Is that him too? Yes. Okay. Wild <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. I know mm. uh, Funky Comodina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now you got me nervous. <laughs> yeah. He for sure He for sure does not sing that song. Uh, yeah. He sings Wild Thing. Yeah. And um, what's the other? Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, and I won't do that. By God, hey, what is Funky Cold Medina? It's when you have a cold and you sneeze and you go, Funky Cold <laughs> I don't know. Max, we've done a lot of pausing today, but I want to know what Funky Cold Medina is. What is Funky <laughs> Cold Medina? It's called Medina, I think. It's cold. Oh. C-O-L-D. Funky Cold Medina. Well, I know it's a hip hop song, but what does it stand? What is what <laughs> does Funky Cold Medina mean? Yeah. The lyric tells a humorous story about the consequences of using a drink called Funky Cold Medina as a supposed aphrodisiac. It's probably lean. The term Medina refers to the city in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> but in the context of the song, it's used as a play on words to rhyme with funky and cold. Well, I, I know less What's now. What's I, I don't know. But why aren't you? You're a bartender. Yeah. I'm an ex-bartender. It sounds like, I don't know, you'd get arrested if you use that. I'd like to order a funky cold Medina. <laughs> Thank you. All righty then. Number eight, I think. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're keeping track. So the small parts in this movie yeah. actually had some people that were kind of interesting. Oh, I know one. Go ahead. Get to the most exciting one. So Troy Evans, who played Protractor, you yeah. know, the guy who... Uh, Got killed by Einhorn by throwing off the balcony. I don't think protractor. That's that's a protractor. Yeah, protractor is something used in mathematics. At this point in the podcast, now go ahead. I'm sorry. By the way, now that we have video, it's (laughs) watching me talk. It's like 
watching a six-year-old who knows they have a joke that's sem- semi-funny and yeah. they're trying to get it out of yeah. their mouth. Apocalypse. It's very embarrassing. I can see my brain working and my lips just don't work. I will say since we've moved to film for whatever reason, it's gotten way better. Maybe like you actually feel the pressure of not looking like an idiot. What do you know about pressure? So, well, I have kissed a man. <laughs> so, Prodactor, played by Troy Evans, yeah. he might look familiar because he's the Teen Wolf Dragon Coach. Oh, yeah. He's on the other side. Yes. He was in Starman. He was in Near Dark, My Blue Heaven, Men at Work. Blue Heaven, Men at Work. Under Siege, he's Granger. He's yeah. one of the guys who helps, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a demolition man. He's the tough oh, cop. Oh, yeah. And he's the uh, police chief in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yep. So, that was pretty cool. Yep, yep, yep. Udo Kier played Camp. That's a really weird guy with mm-hmm. the uh, cane. Mm-hmm. He looks familiar. Uh, he was in My Own Private Idaho. Have yep. you seen that? I'm not. It's a really good movie. It's uh, River Phoenix's real, like, serious adult role with Keanu Reeves. Do you know who I thought he was at first? Uh, yeah, remember in The Naked Gun? Uh, the the It's not him, but the guy who's, like, the bad guy in The Naked Gun, whose name is escaping me right now. Yeah, I can see it's, that. It's uh, Presley's boss. I have no idea. I know. Yeah. Sorry. I'm worthless. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic, so Barb Wire. Armageddon, he's a psychologist. Yep. When they're like, let it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blade, he's Dragonetti. He was in Grindhouse, Downsizing, and the show Hunters. Frank Adonis, who played Vinny. You know, he's one of the uh, guys who's chasing Ace around Cannibal yeah, yeah. Corpse and also is one of the guys at the end who gets hit with the... God, what does he get hit with? But, you know, he's one of the henchmen. He's Vincent uh, Ludwig. <laughs> I know that's not who it was, and it was Priscilla Pres- Priscilla Presley's boss. Okay, uh, Jane Spencer. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. In Goodfellas, he's Anthony Stabile. Remember when they're listing all the yes. people? It's like Anthony Stabile. Yes. He's in King of New York, Bad Lieutenant, True Romance, Casino. Uh, uh, we don't have to go through everyone, but uh, what's his face? Uh, who's in like every '80s movie ever? Raising Arizona. Oh, Tex Cobb. Tex Cobb. Yeah, yeah he's he- uh, he's the initial bad guy who's got the dog. So kind of funny. Uh, if you look, he has two black eyes in that in that scene. That's not makeup or anything. He just came to set and it looked like he was in a fight. Sure. Yeah. All right. That works. <laughs> the psychiatric doctor at the uh, psych ward. Yeah. That's uh, David Margulis. He's the mayor in Ghostbusters one and two. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Isn't that, that cool? Is, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're I thought right. that was pretty cool. Uh, Aguado, who's played by John Capodice, that's the heavier set white haired guy who Ace makes fun of for like he's he's gonna pork his wife and lose thirty pounds. It, I, do you remember? I'm sorry, I totally have gone into the Naked Gun now. But do you remember <laughs> in the Naked Gun how the mayor like hated Frank Drebin? Yeah. Okay, so do you know who plays the mayor? Who? Nancy Marchin. That's who plays Tony Soprano's mom. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. I'm pretty sure at least it, look, it looks exactly like her. She looks like the Goonies mom, too. She does look like the Owen. Goonies mom. Owen. Owen. Uh, John, uh, I mean, John Capodice, you don't need to know anything about. Kind of uh, cool. Uh, Miss Finkel, played by Alice Drummond, she's the librarian in Ghostbusters. Yes, yeah, she is. And also in Funny, in Funny Farm, she's the antique the owner. Antique, yeah, 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 the antique shop. Yeah. So I can't believe you didn't bring this up. This is definitely in your wheelhouse. Uh, the sexy woman who loses the dog in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. She's very your type. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For one reason, but that's fine. Rebecca Ferrardi. You know, uh, she was the prom date in Just One of the Guys. She's a hot senorita in Three Amigos. Beverly Hills Cop 2, she's a playmate. She's in a David Lee Roth video, and she's in How I Got Into College. Who is she in How I Got Into College? She's the game show host. Yeah. Wait, wait, let's go back to just one of the guys. She was the prom date. One prom date, just like an ancillary. Oh, just a random, okay, yeah. ancillary character. Yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. So she's very pretty. She is. She's a pretty lady. <laughs> She's a big fat person. Oh, it's uh, mighty friendly around here. <laughs> he improvised that scene too, by the way. It's amazing. Um, amazing. Gee, let me think. It's the only. So I was thinking about 
letting my kids watch Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. I think that's really the only scene that I would be like, nah. Do they, would they understand the Ironhorn stuff? Yeah, that, I'm not worried about that. Okay. There's, there's the sex scene with Courtney Cox, which yeah. is like, whatever. That's just they're playing in the yeah. jungle tonight. Three times. Sorry, that's never happened before. Yeah. <laughs> you were impressive back in the apartment. I know I was there. <laughs> Having animals watch. That was one of the hardest scenes to shoot in the movie, apparently, to keep yeah. them all like I'm sure, still. Yeah. And, yeah. The bir- watching the bird go up and yeah. down is the grossest thing ever, right? It's not even close to the grossest thing ever. What's the grossest thing ever? I mean, I can give you a million examples. Want to hear you the most annoying? You, you get so excited to say things that you don't like process them. Is that? Let me ask you something. I'm is like, that, Homer, is, let me just ask you: Is that legitimately the grossest thing ever? I'm like Homer Simpson when he is reviews. that the grossest thing ever? No. Let's move along. The mosquito, the cockroach scene from Freddy. Freddy Four, right? Yeah, that's or, the or or it or Hellraiser Two, the bugs. Not it. Uh, the thing. Everything in the thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. but continue. Fair. But no, a parrot popping its head up and down is grosser than all that, Max. <laughs> and finally, we have the landlord, Chickadance. Who, that, he got that name because Jim Carrey had a landlord named Chickadance yeah, yeah. back in the day who he hated. Yeah. Played by Mark Margolis, who is Tito Salamanca. Ah, Salamanca. In The Breaking Bad. Also in End of Days. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. End of Days, he's the Pope. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's the Pope. Yeah. Um, he was on Jake and the Fat Man. Did I ever tell you that my son thought that John Bon Jovi was the name of an Italian restaurant? <laughs> so now whenever we go for Italian food, ah, John bon Jovi. whenever we go for Italian food, we make fun of him. And all my daughters, my wife, everybody like, hey, we're going to go to John Bon Jovi's tonight. Have a nice pasta. <laughs> Goofball. And that's all I got. That's all you need. Yeah. All you need. Well, Max, we have just talked about uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. And that takes us to my favorite part of the show, the Buzzin' Tower Fan Spotlight. Max, who do we have today for our Buzzin' the Tower Fan Spotlight? Alrighty then. We have one of the delightful hosts of the No More Late Fees podcast. I assume you can find that podcast by simply going to Spotify or Apple and looking for No More Late Fees. Yeah. And they talk about Alrighty then. They talk about 90s and 2000s movies. So they're like the genesis of us. Mm. They get like moved it forward. That's not Genesis. Genesis is the beginning. I can't dance. We're the Genesis. That's Genesis, right? No. All right, Max, let's see what our friends from No More Late Fees have to say about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Hey, this is Jackie with the No More Late Fees podcast. My family were huge and loving color fans. And so when East Ventura came out and we got to see Jim Carrey on the big screen for one of the first times, we were all super enthralled. His combination of physicality and that quick-witted humor, it was just, uh, we really enjoyed it. The standout scene when I first saw it, was probably a combination of the Shark Tank scene and then, of course, the sliding glass door scene, which we still replicate to this day occasionally. Looking at it from a lens of a current day Jackie, the subtle humor really speaks to me, like when he's eating the sunflower seeds and putting yeah. them on the desk and then he says smoking is a, a disgusting habit while he has like his spit-filled sunflower seeds on the desk uh that stuff really gets to me now more so than the like very overt humor but just my favorite scenes from that movie and if you want to hear more opinions from myself and my co-host danielle just check us out at no more late fees wherever you find podcasts and on social with the same handle and be kind and rewind
How could we have not talked about the glass door scene at all? Yeah, it's true. It's so good. I I have. Can the, you feel that? Can you feel it? This is double pane soundproof glass. There is no way that neighbor could have heard Roger Podactor, not Protractor, <laughs> idiot, scream all the way down with that door shut. The scream she heard came from inside the apartment before he was thrown over the balcony and murderer. And the murderer closed the door before he left. Yes, yes, oh yeah. Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? Huh? I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. So good. So good. Also, she had a great setup, too, she behind had a great her. Setup. Nice. Max. And shout out to the sunflower seeds and all that good stuff. I love the sunflower seeds. Yeah. Do you use them? Yes. Yeah. I love sunflower seeds. I hate them. Oh, man. It's too they much have, work. They get the flavored ones. I, I, classic, Max. Yeah, that and crab legs. I and like, lobster. I, I bet you like like people to blend your food for you and just drip it into your mouth. No. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Max, that concludes our episode on Ace Ventura Pet Detective, and I am excited to say that I'm all righty. All righty, then. So I have something to end with. Uh, well, I'm not ready to end. I'd like to first talk about subscribing. Following, People leaving know. a review. People yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com slash Depopa. DeGabagool. DeGabagool. Buzz in the Tower is our handle. All social media, especially TikTok and YouTube. Follow us, youtube.com at Buzz in the Tower. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Max, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, a wonderful film, a family film. It was. And how do you want to end this? I know how I'm ending the episode. I have known from the minute I walked in today how I'm going to end so did I. my face into this. How are you going to end the episode, Max? So this movie is also one of the favorites of my fiance, Selena. Oh. So I thought it was appropriate. She said, come up with something clever for this, and I couldn't do it, so I'm going to make this <laughs> sentimental. I love that she gave you time. She had, does she listen to the show? When she yeah. asked you to come up with something clever, she should have known that was her first yeah. mistake. I'm on the fly. Yeah, so yeah. I got to make it sentimental. Oh, You're one man. of my best friends in the world, and I would love it if you would officiate me and Selena's wedding. You really want me to officiate your guys' wedding? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, alrighty <laughs> then. Can you feel that? Yeah. No, I totally will. Thank you. That's wonderful. Sweet. I'm 100% going to do it. Cool. I'm shocked that Selena's allowing it, but yeah. she's marrying you, so she's Running not one time. <laughs> All right. Well, tickety talk and have a good day. <laughs>